Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Oh, yes. Welcome in. Happy Tuesday. Usually Tuesday is the worst day of the week. But when you're six days away from Christmas, there can't be a bad day, right? Uh, Hope you're enjoying your Tuesday. Hope the drive-in was okay for you. Uh, Shouldn't have those issues on the drive back, but Joe Kelly will be here starting at 3.30 to get you home safely. I, Guys, I am sorry. I have to start the show off by saying I'm sorry. I had a few of you reach out to me after the show yesterday. Um, And say that you were disappointed with the negative tone of the four hours. And I apologize. That's never my intention. Now, there's things we have to cover, right? There's things we have. I'm sorry. We have to talk about. I I think it would have been um, a missed opportunity for any of us to not bring up the Mark Polonkar's tweets or the Amherst tax meeting, which we will get into again today. I apologize that that some of you felt the four hours were a negative tone. I will try not to bring that negative tone with me today. That's the last thing I want to do. But I am glad that people reached out. I I, Believe me, I'm not upset. Um, Unlike certain elected officials, I would not, I'm not going to lash out or, you know, um, question if that's a concern you have. I've always said, if there's something you don't like about the way I do a show or something you'd like me to do differently, well, the only way I can get better is if people are critical and, uh, I appreciate all criticism, really. I, I, I do. I, I'm not, I don't have this, you know, high, I talked about it yesterday. I don't have this high ego where, oh my gosh, how dare you even question? No, I'm 35. I left radio for a few years. I Believe me, uh, criticism is welcome. Now, I'm going to be critical to kick off the show. I don't know if you remember. In 2007, there was, this was one of the first, like, real popular YouTube videos It was Miss Teen USA, or was it just Miss USA? Hold on, let's make sure we got this right. Yes, Miss Teen USA, Jimmy was right when he put it in here. Miss Teen USA 2007, uh, and they were to the question phase of the pageant. And this was Miss Carolina, one of the worst answers ever given uh, in 2007. Here's how it sounded. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and 
I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. Um, or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries. So we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much. Now that was Caitlin Upton, 2007. Now she went on to the Today Show the next day to say, um, that, you know, the, she didn't fully understand the question. It's the, the heat of the moment. Let me tell you right now, you ask me a question on anything that I, that's not, you know, the bills of Virginia Tech, and I'm pro- in front of thousands of people in the stands and millions watching at home, yeah, I'm probably given a very similar answer. But for years, this was thought of as one of the worst answers given to a question. Now, she did go on the Today Show the next day and say uh, her answer should have been, well, personally, my friends and I, we know exactly where the United States is uh, is on our map. I don't know anyone else who doesn't. And if the statistics are correct, I believe there should be more emphasis on geography in our education so people will learn how to read maps better. That was the answer that she said on the Today Show she wished she had given at um, the Miss Teen USA pageant. However, Caitlin Upton does not have to worry anymore because she no longer holds the worst answer ever given to a question that now goes to mayor eric adams who was on pix this morning and if anyone's lived in an area that has wpix you know they're getting ready for christmas Uh, tanner i don't know if they still have pix in steuben county when i lived there they did i'm not sure that's still on the cable in steuben county Uh, but back in my day PIX was on the cable, and Christmas Day, you got the WPIX Yule Log all day long. Uh, So PIX, they're they're getting ready for the holidays. And they had Mayor Eric Adams on to talk about the holidays and the year in review. And this is the question. People accuse me on Hardline to asking softball questions. Mayor Adams was given a softball question. Here's how he here's the question. Here's how he responded. Mr. Mayor, we've come to the end of what was a very eventful 2023, right? <laughs> so when you look at the totality of the year, if you had to describe it and it's tough to do in one word, what would that word be? And tell me why. Uh, New York. Uh, this is a place where every day you wake up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade center to a a person who's celebrating a new business that's open. Uh, This is a very, very complicated city, and that's why it's the greatest city on the globe. What? Did he even answer the question? He was supposed to wrap up the year in one word, and he went into something about how you have a plane in the trade centers and someone celebrating the opening of a business. I'm not even sure what he was trying. I don't even know the point he was trying to get across. Let's hear that again. This is Mayor Eric Adams this morning on PIX TV. Mr. Mayor, we've come to the end of what was a very eventful 2023, right? (laughs) So when you look at the totality of the year, if you had to describe it, and it's tough to do, in one word, what would that word be? And tell me why. Uh, New York. Uh, this is a place where every day you wake up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade center to a, a person who's celebrating a new business that's open. Uh, this is a very, very complicated city, and that's why it's the greatest city on the globe. I mean, he was supposed to comment on describe in one word New York in 2023. It was supposed to be a look back on the year 2023. Nothing in that answer says anything about 2023. 
And again, I'm not sure the point he's trying to make. So congratulations. Um, I, I guess congratulations are in order for Caitlin Upton. Uh, no longer will this play as the worst answer given to a question uh, because Mayor Eric Adams has not only um, challenged it, he has surpassed it this morning with his answer on PIX. I, 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 again, I, I, should I even play it a third time? I have no idea how you get that answer from that question. It's a very simple question. I'm glad I did no hardline in review. Well, maybe I will and, and we'll play it on New Year's Eve uh, because it would be a bunch of questions like that. But you are given I mean, the, the easiest question. Hey, what would you say New York, you know, New York has been this year in one word? You know, I mean, I have words I could use. I have a, a summary. It probably wouldn't be the same as Eric Adams. It's not been a it's been a very difficult year for New York City, I would say. Um, but that's the answer. Mayor Eric Adams, congratulations. Uh, the medal, the uh, trophies in the mail. You, sir, now have the worst answer ever given to a question. I had to start with that. I, I had to make sure that you guys heard uh, <laughs> what. If you have a comment on that, I'll take it. But I, I'm just, I never thought I'd have an excuse to play the 2007 clip. So I'm kind of glad we got we got a two you know a two for one here. I got the 2007 clip and I was able to uh, to play something that happened today. So that is uh, that's what's going on in New York City. Back here at home, it's something we talked about yesterday, and I told you that I would give you the two o'clock hour if you were at the Amherst tax hike meeting. Is that what we're calling it? The Amherst tax hike meeting. If you were there. Give us a call, 803-0930, star 930. Would love to hear what went down, what was learned, if anything, and uh, where we go from here, 803-0930, if you were at the Amherst Town Hi- uh, Tax Hike meeting. Now, if you weren't, I don't want you to change the station. I have a topic for you as well. Um, in this meeting, right, talking about the tax hike, Supervisor Brian Culpa did not say this yesterday, but he is on record as saying this when talking about the tax hike. And this is the other topic I want to get into, how out of touch people are once they leave, once they go into politics. And we have an example with Brian Culpa, and we have an example with Governor Kathy Hochul. And I know this is something I talk about quite often. But Supervisor Brian Culpa, who, by the way, has always been very nice to me. Um, I, I don't think he has ever turned down... Uh, an invite to be on the station when I've asked him to come on. So I have nothing against Supervisor Brian Culpa. I, I want that to go on the record. This is not, you know, this is not a a Mark Polonkar's tweet, okay? I have no ill feelings towards Supervisor Brian Culpa, the person. I, 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 I am very appreciative of all the times he has joined me on Hardline or when I've filled in for Tom, he's come on a few times. So I, I, I don't want anyone to think this is, this is, you know, out of... Uh, some disliking of the supervisor. That's not what this is. I have nothing against Supervisor Brian Culpa. I, I do, however, think the longer you spend time in politics, reality of a lot of people gets fuzzy. I think that's the best way I can put it. So Brian, uh, Supervisor Culpa is quoted as saying, this was in the Channel 4 piece yesterday. Again, he didn't say this yesterday. He had previously stated... It's not the thousands of dollars that people made it out to be on social media. There's an increase here, and 
are we pricing people out of adding a couple hundred bucks? No. Now, that's Supervisor Brian Culpa, and you know what? There's probably a lot of people out there that say, I've got the extra hundred bucks. Here you go. But, you know, for a lot of people, especially in today's economy, a couple hundred, a few hundred dollars, that is kind of a game changer, right? I, I mean, you've got a lot of people out there, and again, this is when, when, you've, when you can vote for your own raise. Um, you've got people out there that each month maybe they have, after factoring in bills and groceries and gas money, they might have 50 extra dollars every paycheck, right? A little wiggle room for 50, and a lot of people want to put that in savings. So if you're going every paycheck with maybe an extra $50, and now Amherst has said, hey, by the way, you owe us an extra three or 400 every year. Yes, Supervisor Culpa, that is going to affect people. You know, not everyone, I, 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 I am not saying this in an egotistical way, not everybody's like me and will happily go out and get a second job. You know, a lot of people have the schedules that are, are tight the way they are now, Maybe they don't, they don't have that, that extra income. Maybe they're not getting a raise this year because their employer has to pay the, minimum, the higher minimum wage starting in 2024. So they didn't get the raise. So I think, it's, I think it makes you sound a little out of touch when you laugh off a oh, couple hundred bucks. A couple hundred bucks is big for, for, for people. You know, I, I know of people who moved out of our apartment building when rent went up an extra $100 a month. Now, that's $1,200 extra a year. I'm not sure. Would, would, would you laugh off $1,200? Because for some people, 11.4% is more than a couple hundred dollars. I've talked to people. Their, their, their tax hike is going to be more than a couple hundred dollars. So I thought that just sounded out of touch. I'd like to know what you think. 803-0930, star 930. When you hear politicians say stuff like this, ah, a couple hundred bucks, come on. Does that sound out of touch? Is that, is that not in reality? And again, I think when you have everything facing what we have facing us, right? Prices are going up. And in New York State, they're going to go up again next year when employers are forced to pay a higher minimum wage. I, I, I mean, and again, we can, I can... Start talking about that. Minimum wage was never meant to be a livable wage. I'm sorry, that's the reality. Minimum wage was supposed to be for a entry, you know, entry job, a high school job, something you work through college. Minimum wage was never supposed to be a livable wage. Here's the thing. If the job you're working now is not paying you enough and they won't give you a raise, go find another job. On my drive into work today, I saw multiple places hiring. So don't say, well, New York State, you need to give us more money. No. You go and find another job. Yeah, it's not easy to do. But what, you expect the state to just raise minimum wage? It's killing businesses. It killed the dollar menu at McDonald's. So... We can, we can loop that into this conversation as well. But I want to know your reaction when you hear Supervisor Brian Culpa say a couple hundred dollars is not going, and I'm paraphrasing, a couple hundred dollars will not price people out of Amherst. Your reaction to that, 803-0930, star 930. Am I overreacting? 
I very well could be. I'd like to hear from you. And were you at the tax hike meeting yesterday? What did we learn? Where do we go from here? I'd like the the play-by-play of that as well. 803-0930, star 930. And heck, let's throw a minimum wage in there. What should minimum wage be? And I don't even necessarily mean a number. What, when you think minimum wage, what is that supposed to be in New York State? 803-0930, star 930. It's Beamer in for Bowerly on WBEN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, this was my number one listen to band of 2023. Uh, and I was in the 0.8 percentile. I listened to the Backstreet Boys more, 13 hours more than the average person who had them as their number one listen over on YouTube music. So uh, good pick by Tanner there. Uh, 803 0930, start 930. We've got a few topics out there for you. I'm really hoping someone calls from the Amherst meeting um, that was there yesterday and can tell us what we learned, what was on the table, and you know where we go from here. Uh, the tax hike. Your thoughts on Supervisor Brian Culpa saying that, quote, there's an increase here. Are we pricing people out by an additional, by adding a couple hundred bucks? No. Again, I think that's coming from someone who is in politics, is in government. And I think when you're in government long enough, you get a fuzzy picture of how people outside of government are living. A couple hundred, uh, four or $500 extra a year. Yeah, I mean, there, there are some people, like I said earlier, who might only be able to have, you know, $50 wiggle room every paycheck. Well, if you're that person, now that's going to get even tighter with this tax increase. And someone on the text board said that assessments might also be um, you know, that properties might be reassessed and that could be going up. So uh, I, I think that's just the wrong statement to say, and I do think it makes you sound out of touch. And then I went into a rant about minimum wage. So, of course, that's on the table now. And minimum wage going up uh, January 1st or New Year's Eve. I don't know. Maybe I should go look that up before I say something. Uh, going up on New Year's Day, 2024, $15 an hour here uh, in the state of New York, outside of New York City. New York City will be 16 an hour. 
Um, now, as someone who works a second job and someone who's worked a second job since I can, what, what am I, 35? I've worked a second job for 16 years. I have no problem doing that. I probably will um, for a while. I like having the extra income. I like being able to, uh, you know, to have more than $50 extra every paycheck. And um, a lot, you know, at 35, I've I've got a kid, you know, uh, I like to go to football games. I have season tickets. Uh, Yeah. You know what? I'm going to need some extra income. Um, And, and, you know, I think a minimum wage job is great as a part-time job. Um, you know, a job on the side. I think that's what minimum wage is supposed to be. And, and again, I'm not trying to be insensitive, uh, but there was a time in my life uh, when I was early on in radio where I was piecing three jobs together. Why? Because I really wanted to make it in radio, but I wasn't full-time yet. So I was working radio part-time. I had two radio jobs. There was a radio show down the hall that paid separately. So I had two radio jobs and I was working, this is before I went full-time, part-time at Bed Bath & Beyond. And I was working from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. I got an hour in the middle after screening calls for Tom Bowerly when he was on in the morning. I would get in my car, get a quick lunch, and then go to Bed Bath & Beyond, do 1 to 6, and then come back here and do 7 to 10. Um, And you know what? I had that determination, right? I wanted to make this work. So I pieced three jobs together. Two of the three were minimum wage. I didn't complain I didn't think it was New York's job to get me more money. I was working my way up to more money. I was working my way up to a livable wage. And guess what? If it didn't work out, yeah, eventually I probably would have gone and found something else. Um, But it worked out, right? Um, Two ways. I I got hired full-time at Bed Bath & Beyond, went into management, hated it. Nothing against Bed Bath & Beyond or the great people I worked with, just hated the job. Uh, And came back to radio. And luckily I had worked myself up enough here to where I had a full-time job uh, when I came back. Um, so I, I, I'm not saying this as someone who's never had to piece jobs together. I just want to put that perspective out there. It, it, it's, if you really want to do something, yeah, you're going to have to maybe do without the vacations for a year, do without this, do without that. And believe me, I didn't want to do without anything. So I pieced three jobs together and worked 14 hours a day, six days a week. And I have zero regrets. 803 star 930. So your thoughts on anything that I just mentioned, and we'll start, uh, we're taking these in order, and Jim in Orchard Park, thanks for hanging uh, during the break, Jim. What do you think? Well, I don't think that having a minimum wage does anything for the employees currently employed. Uh, as an example, I think, first of all, what we ought to do is let the market set the minimum wage, so to speak. Um if the jobs that, you know, are in need, um, let those people apply for them. And if you don't like the wage that's being offered to you, then go to the next employer. So the market can be able to set what the wage is. And so let's take the example of the minimum wage changing. So now I have employees perhaps making $16 an hour. And New York State decides that they're going to change the minimum wage to $16 an hour. Everyone that's at $16 an hour is now being compressed. What do we do with them? Do we give them more money in order to keep them in place? And, you know, it's just it's a vicious cycle. So if we just let the market determine what the wage should be based upon the employer's needs, 
skills of the employees, the education required, so on and so forth. I think that's sufficient. Having a change all the time, we're we're chasing something that it, it, we'll we'll never be able to achieve it. You know, next yeah. year, you know, what's it going to be? Twenty dollars an hour, and what about the people that are earning eighteen? Now we got to move them. Who gets the expense of that? The the consumer gets the expense of that. Yeah, I mean, really. Really, $15 won't be $15 when everyone's making $15. I mean, and that's just the reality. Exactly. Yeah. It won't be. No. Good points, Jim. Thanks. Appreciate the call. I mean, that's that's the whole point. You get a job, you work your way up. No one no one I know, and again, I work in I work in media, so maybe I that's just my my view. No one I know was able to get out of college and fall into a well-paying job. That, that, that's not usually how it works, right? I know attorneys. They make good money now, but, you know, they had to work their way to that. Um, I mean, they probably started – oh, that's a different story. Uh, but I just – I know a lot of people who go into fields that pay a lot more than my field will ever pay, but they, they all had to start at the bottom, right? They didn't just walk into this high wage. You know, they, you start – I mean, I know people who started at 20000 a year, right? I know people – it took them a decade – to get to 30000 a year, 40000 50000 Did they go run to New York State for more money? No, they worked their butt off. And yeah, guess what? If they went to their boss and said, hey, it's been a few years, I think I deserve a raise, and they didn't get it, they had resumes out the next day. That's how it works. And, you know, as an employer, I'm not one, but as an employer, I, I can't imagine, you know, justifying paying uh, some, co- some high school student Who's really just making money to, you know, uh, when I was in high school, I just made money to buy myself some clothes and have fun on the weekend. But you're paying now, you know, your part-timers 15 an hour. Well, my time in retail, I can, re- I, I can tell you, when the minimum wage goes up, you get less coverage on the floor, right? So now your product is suffering, your business is suffering because you're not there for the consumer. And then it, it, let's talk about prices, Right. Every time minimum wage goes up, look at the menu at your favorite restaurant. Those prices go up. I mean, there hasn't been a dollar menu at McDonald's since I graduated college. So how much really is fifteen dollars? It seems at the end of the day, it's just feel good to tell these people, hey, you're making fifteen dollars now. Yet the person who was making ten dollars above minimum wage is now only making seven dollars above minimum wage. But yet things are more expensive for them. They didn't get the raise. You get what I'm saying? I hope you can follow along. Uh, Steven, now Steven is on the other side of this. I'm glad he hung on. Steven, thanks for hanging on. Hey, when did the minimum wage start? That is a great question, Steven. When did it start? It started during the New Deal with Franklin Roosevelt. You know what he said about it? What did he say? Uh, He said that no business which depends on paying less than living wages, wages for its workers has any right to continue in this country. Please, please, please stop with the lie that the minimum wage was not meant to be a livable wage. That is absolutely the opposite of the truth. If you want to say that, well, there shouldn't be, then that's an argument, but the minimum wage was part of the package that brought this country out of the greatest depression that it's ever known and the greatest depression the world's known since the Black Death. So keep, keep your arguments real, please. I guess Stephen didn't want to hang on for a back and forth. He sounded like he was driving pretty fast, too. 
I think he's also writing tweets for Mark Pullen Cars. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing. I, I completely disagree with the, with the comment that a business that pays their uh, employees less than livable wage doesn't deserve to, to exist. If, if that's the case, then no one will work for them. You know what I mean? But you have a lot of people out there. I'm one of them. You have a lot of people out there who are looking for that part-time job. I, I mean, that's how prices were able to stay low for people, right? You, you go to... Um, you go to I, I keep on I hate to keep on going to McDonald's, but you go to McDonald's, right? Well, why why is a hamburger so cheap? Well, they pay their they used to pay their employees minimum wage. Most of those employees are part timers. They're there. They might have another job during the day. They go to school. Um, you know, they are trying to work themselves up in the company. But you you keep raising the minimum wage like this. You're gonna I mean you're gonna bring people. I, 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 let me just say it this way. It's kind of my whole thing against unions, right? And I, I don't mean to open that, that topic as well, but it's kind of like my thing against unions, right? If you talk to a lot of people who are in unions, they say, well, uh, I don't hate the union, but the union does more for the person who barely works than me who works their butt off. And at the end of the day, we make the same wage. Well, you keep on raising the minimum wage. The person who's been working themselves their, their way up, who will stay the extra hour, um, you know, every every day who really puts their heart and soul into the business is not getting paid as much or close to the same as the person who just came, uh, got, came in and got hired yesterday. Like, to me, that doesn't make any sense. That's not, and, you know, it goes back to New York State is not a business-friendly state. It's not. It, this is not a friendly state to conduct business in. And you keep on raising minimum wage. Well, what are companies going to do? They're going to employ less people. So now you've, you've actually gotten rid of jobs which New York State loves doing. They did a, a lot of that during COVID. Um, you're getting rid of jobs. Now you have less jobs. You have more un- a higher unemployment, all because, well, $15 an hour minimum wage. And, and I, I will just go back to this. I, I am not you know, patting myself on the back saying I'm a hard worker, you know, look at me. But if I could do it for a couple of years to get myself into a field that I really wanted to be into, in right out of college, It it was not that. I I hate to sound. It wasn't that difficult, you know. Yes, it was fourteen hours a day, six days a week. Yes, my social life suffered for a few years, but guess what? Doing pretty good now. And I'm not sure I would be, or I would have that determination if New York State just said, "Well, you're working, make as much here, fifteen dollars." No, that's not. That's not what happened. I, I went, worked my butt off, put in extra hours when I could. And I pieced three, three jobs together to stay afloat financially, but to also continue building my resume. And it's worked out pretty well. So I, I, I don't know what, you know, if it was meant to be a livable wage, okay. But I, I know a lot of people out there, employers and employees, that look at this, especially employees who have been with a company for 20 years. You know, and maybe it's a company that doesn't have a lot of money, right? This person's put their heart and soul into the company, and they've been able to, you know, give them five or six dollars over minimum wage, and they've been able to make that work. And now New York State is aggressively raising the minimum wage every year. You know, I just can't imagine being that person. I put twenty years into this company, I can't get a raise because the high schooler who comes in and works four hours three days a week is getting a, a, a raise that New York State is mandating. I'm not saying get rid of minimum wages, 
but I'm saying that $15 an hour is ridiculous. Now, if I was in high school, I would love it. You're giving me $15 an hour? You know, my eight-hour, sh- my six-hour shift on Friday nights in high school, I would have loved it. Um, but again, I think this goes back to people who work in government having a fuzzy picture of reality and when it comes to that, having a fuzzy picture of what it's like to run a business. You know, I, I mean, you look at some of the ways people conduct government. I would hate to put them in charge of any business. Because they would sink that business within a year, I think, especially with a lot of these policies. 803-0930, starting at 30, gets you on the show. And you know what? I'm glad Stephen called in. I, I wish he would have hung on the line. I, I don't... I think it's very immature to call a radio station and, and then hang up. I mean, my parents taught me manners. You have a, you have a conversation. But, um, you know, if you disagree, like yesterday, we had Matt on yesterday. Matt and I disagree, but you know what? Matt stayed on. We had a great conversation. No one changed anyone's minds, but we got both perspectives out there. And it was, it was a, I think it was a conversation that benefited everyone who listened. That's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for the, 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 the quick call and hang up. All right, what is this, the 90s? Let's have a conversation. But I think that's also probably 2023. You text mostly. You're not used to talking on the phone. You're used to just sending tweets out. I understand. I understand how it might be difficult to, to keep going on the phone. Uh, but 803-0930, starting at 30, is the number to get on. You can also text 803 803- Oh nine thirty, uh, on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, uh, minimum wage jumped way ahead of the game, or is it just catching up? Someone is asking. Another person said, "Joe, put this out there, please." But I can't see the rest of their text. Um, oh, we will get to that next uh, next segment, texter. Uh, I, I just when it comes to minimum wage, this this is my my main thing. I think of minimum wage jobs as jobs that I worked when I was in high school, when I was in college, and actually jobs that, you know, I work as a second job. And in this economy, a lot of people are working second jobs. It's a reality. Nothing wrong with that. My wife and I both work second jobs. You know, it brings in extra money. It's, 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 nice, to, it's nice to have that extra money. It's nice to bring in that extra money to, um, uh, to you know, do the fun things. Uh in those jobs, I'm sorry, if you work a part-time job, most people don't make, you know, most people go into a part-time job, again, for extra spending money. And though $15 is nice, those people don't need a livable wage, right? I, I'm not going to my part-time job to make a livable wage. High school students, college students don't need a livable wage. There are jobs that aren't supposed, there are jobs within companies that aren't supposed to be Jobs that support, you know what I mean? Like a, a part-time job is not a job that you're, that most people live off of. It's not, you're, there are jobs out there that aren't meant to be a 40-hour-a-week job. Someone said, Joe, I started a part-time job 14 years ago to supplement my income. 14 years later, people just start, starting are making a dollar less than me. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, it goes back to that. It goes back to the people who have put 20, 25 years into a company. Like, there's just, it, where's the incentive to work your way up to the higher wage? 
And that's what it is. You know, I, I work my butt off every day. Well, number one, because I love what I do. But yeah, I'd like the next time my wage is up, I would like I would like my, my boss to say, Joe, you've you've done a great job. You've kept the station afloat. <laughs> and here's some more money. Right? I, I work for that. It feels good to work for that. But if I was only making three or four dollars over minimum wage, and then starting to, on January 1st, now I'm only making two dollars over minimum wage. Oh, I did all that work, and I don't have as much to show for it when it comes to my weekly salary. Mark in Buffalo. Mark, what do you think about this? What is a Jojo Beamer? How's it going, buddy? It's going good, Mark. Such as, man. I like that from that South Carolina chick. That was highly entertaining. <laughs> I'm <laughs> calling to agree with you regarding the minimum wage. Um, I think that the market should determine the wage of the employee, not some government contract or some political idea. Um, what these businesses are doing is that they're pricing themselves as a market. I remember McDonald's you used to get a cheeseburger for 89 cents. Yeah. Now, look at it right now. My other point is that I called you guys for um, the blizzard of 22, and I was curious as to – you did a great job, by the way. Thank you. Um, I was wondering when you guys are going to do the best of for that. Well, we're going to do a, a revisit. I think it's going to be on Thursday, Mark, but uh, I will try to get the answer during the commercial, and I will bring that up after the news. I um, I, I think it's going to be on Thursday. Mark, I appreciate the call. We're coming up on a break. Um, but that's another thing. I, I mean, you are going to start having businesses move out of New York State. And when you raise the minimum wage, and this is something you don't see in Albany, because if they did, they would try to force a, a law to, to force businesses to employ so many people. But when you raise the minimum wage, that's less jobs. It's less hours a place is going to put out. And these are the things that you work. These are the things you learn when you work different jobs. You have people in Albany making minimum wage laws. You have people in Albany setting the minimum wage who have never either never worked a minimum wage job or it's been 30, 40 years since they worked a minimum wage job. Again, out of touch. Because if you looked at these jobs that, yes, after 4 o'clock, mostly hire or mostly employ other than the manager, high school and college students, and you see the results of every time you raise the minimum wage... That's putting less hours out there. It's actually doing the opposite of what you claim to want to do. Because now that store, who may have been given, say Tanner worked a a part-time job, he was getting 28 hours a week. Now you raise the minimum wage. And again, Tanner's not expecting that for a livable wage. He's got a full-time job. But now you're cutting five hours of Tanner's pay because, well, we, we, we 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 have to take five hours away from everyone's shift. So that's actually doing the opposite of what New York State claims they want to do with raising the minimum wage. Because jobs will be cut to supplement the $15 an hour. And you will have less opportunities at some of these businesses who employ many minimum wage employees. Are you following? I hope so. 803-0930, star 930. I'll continue taking your calls on this and more when we come back. It's Beamer in for Bowerly. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.